shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. For the ones going above and beyond. For the ones reaching out, helping out, and lending a hand. For the ones people count on. You can count on Granger. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Backed by 24-7 customer support and specialists to help with hard-to-find products. Because you've got everyone's back. We've got yours. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And I told you guys that I was gonna take a little break on WWE and talk about some of the independent shows that I got to watch uh, during WrestleMania week and some of them I have picked up on streaming and I want to make sure that I give them the due that they deserve and I thought about hey the one that really got you pumped was Bloodsport 6. You need to start there. Well, if you read the episode title. No, I didn't start there. I actually decided, let's start with the very first independent show that the collective offered. And that was GCW's Jimmy Floyd's Degeneration F show. It was on April 8th. And... What his shows are, are a lot of up-and-comers in the beginning. And then the end of the show is about having established young independent wrestlers. So, it's there's almost... A dividing line starting, I think it's around match five. There were ten matches. And I, I'm i just going to be real honest with you and I'm going to talk to you about it some. And you can make fun of me. Maybe you've heard of some of these wrestlers. Maybe you've seen them wrestle before. Maybe you follow GCW way more than I do. Um, but... I knew after, I don't know, match four or five, I knew the wrestlers. Um, And I was sitting there watching it and trying to predict winners. And I actually got surprised on some of them. So that's more what I'm going to be talking about. What I discovered, who I discovered, why I like them, and why I definitely have written them down uh, I'm going to try to do an article later this week of people that I saw that I think you're going to see in a major wrestling promotion by the end of 2021 and 
So I'm going to make some guesses. And I know wrestlers can have a great match and everybody jumps on their bandwagon and then they're really awful. And it's not that they lose their athleticism or they lose their talent. It's they're not ready for everything else being a wrestler is about. The travel, um, the promotion, um, the, the characters, and all of that. So, I understand that. But a lot of these wrestlers, it may have been the first time I saw them that week. A lot of these wrestlers were wrestling two or three times a day. Um, there were a couple of them that were wrestling almost every day. And so, when I do these independent um, er, or indie podcasts, you're going to hear some of the same names over and over, and they had excellent weeks. And I am very thankful, and one of the reasons why I wanted to watch this show, I have been so impressed with this kid on MLW. He has totally turned me into a fan. Um, I've been looking not for merch. I am finding merch for him, but trying to decide what kind of merch I want to buy of his. And it's Jordan Oliver. I have been a fan of his in MLW. If you've listened to any MLW episodes, you already know that. So getting to see him, I think, four times on WrestleMania week was unbelievable. And absolutely loved it. And he is one of the reasons why I wanted to watch this show. It was going to be, and was, his first match of the week. And I wanted to see how he looked compared to MLW. So, let's get started talking about Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F. The first match, um, if you watch it, it, I think it's still up on Fight TV, may even be discounted, that you can watch. Um, It was up, I guess, last week. On YouTube, It the collective asked them to take it down. I don't know if anyone's put it back up. I don't have a clue. But um, the first match, you've got to realize that these are younger, inexperienced wrestlers. There are going to be watches. Yes, they're trying to get a feel. They may have never wrestled together before. They may not have any chemistry, or maybe they do. But... That's what you've got to realize when you're watching an independent wrestling show. You're going to get the good, the bad, and the ugly. And this first match uh, got a little ugly. But, you know what? I had fun um, watching it because I got to see some new people. Um, Conan Lycan was taken on... Uh, Levi Everett, who has a character, kind of dresses Amish style, brings out a butter churn, 
uh, he took some wild bumps during this match versus the American Beetle, who was actually dressed in costume as a beetle. Uh, we had Gabe Sky versus Hunter Drake versus Ninja Mike. Now, some friends of mine had told me about Ninja Mike and said, before you watch this show, you really need to go to YouTube watch some of these matches. Because I didn't have time. And so, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't do any research previously on, you know, any of these wrestlers that I didn't watch some of their stuff on YouTube. If I knew them, like Jordan Oliver, from a different promotion or somebody had sent me a YouTube match or something like that, that's fine. But I didn't want to go out of my way to learn who they were before I actually got to see them. Well, all of my friends were right, telling me about Ninja Mike. He did win this match, but he was one of them that when he came out, I thought, this is who my friends are talking about. He had a mask on, which he takes off as they introduce him. And... I guess I was a little shocked at the athleticism this kid has. Um, I don't know how old he is. I didn't look it up. But he is not bad, especially compared to a lot of the other guys in the match. First time that I saw Jordan Oliver, he looked a lot like Hunter Gray. That was very skinny, kind of tall. You could see he had talent and that he had some athleticism. It was only until Jordan Oliver started putting on weight that you saw his full potential. And then when COVID hit and he really got serious about putting on weight, getting into the heavyweight category and working on, still working on his agility and everything, and then when, you know, he got to come back, you saw the strides he's made. Hunter Drake needs to do that and do that quickly. And see if he truly has what it is going to take for him to continue to move up. But I definitely have to praise Ninja Mike. Him... He has this it factor that so many people talk about. And it was pretty obvious from just him walking to the ring. The only thing that shocked me was his finishing maneuver that took out Levi Garrett uh, or Everett, the uh, Amish character, was... He got hurt, legitimately hurt, like 10 people getting in the ring trying to help him, and then he ended up uh, having to be taken out, and that wasn't a great way to start the first match, 
I couldn't tell on that finishing maneuver by Ninja Mike, though, whether it was his fault how Levi took the move or whether or not it was a combination of both. Uh, extremely hot in Tampa at 11 a.m. And I don't know if dehydration maybe played a part or what exactly happened, but definitely Ninja Mike is one that I definitely want to continue watching for. They had a woman's match in the second match, and I had heard of all three of these women. I had caught Sky Blue one other time uh, in a match. She had pretty much impressed me with some of the moves that she could do. And then I found out that she had been around wrestling a while, that she had been on the circuit a while, and so then it made sense why she could do that. I'm not sure about the background of Roxy, and I know you're supposed to run it together and call her Roxy, but um, she was extremely athletic and has the right look, has the right uh, confidence that she portrays. However, not great on hand placements and and transitioning and things like that that just come with being in the ring with different people, having chemistry with them, and all of that. However, the one that shocked me, and I really thought, oh, she may be the throwaway of this match. No, no. She definitely wasn't. Was Billy Starks. She came out, um, hair dyed blue. People had talked about before I even um, watched Jimmy Lloyd's showcase um, that I guess she's supposed to be an alien. Of course, with me watching a lot of the major promotions, when I think alien, I think Chris Statlander. And I think that gimmick is stupid for her. Um, she likes it. She plays into it. She does a good job at it. I just think it's completely stupid for her. However, for Billy Starks, the blue hair and, you know, the face paint and all that mm, kind of works. She is a little quirky. And not only in how she walks or portrays herself. She's a little quirky in her movesets and some of the moves that she pulls. Uh, you're expecting, you know, her when she throws somebody into a rope to leapfrog them or, you know, uh, drop down to the mat. She won't. Um, she'll do a drop or, you know, or she'll Irish whip them into the other rope, or something that you're not used to seeing. And she actually won this match, uh, and looked 
very good doing it. So, I definitely want to write her down and make sure that I check up on her either later in the week or that I try to look around and see is she maybe on Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series that starts in June? Is she going to be at any of the big events that I normally watch? Because I want to pay attention to her. Then, um, after that, we got Young, Dumb, and Broke tag team uh, versus Unguided. One of my friends had went out to Vegas um, and watched Future Stars of wrestling. I think it was last fall. Don't hold me to that. I can't remember when he went to Vegas. But he told me about Unguided, which is Matt Vandegriff and Damian Drake. Damian Drake is a name that I've heard. He actually came from D'Lo Brown's Pro Wrestling Academy, his wrestling school that he has. D'Lo's been really high on him. After watching this match, I can see why. Unguided showed an all-around product. They they are the future stars of wrestling tag team champions. They brought the belts. They put the belts up against Young, Dumb, and Broke. And... They are more polished. And, like I said, you know, the first two matches were little disjointed, clunky. This match was a little better. You could tell they had a little bit more experience. Um, I've been hearing about Damian Drake now for probably four or five years. Um, But I think the one I was shocked with was his tag team partner, Vandegrift. The moves. He did a 450 twist that was pretty spectacular. Um, he did a what they call a guillotine death drop where uh, Damian Drake is doing a DDT and he does, I guess it's two, Vandergriff does two flips and catches him. So, they were pretty polished, but the way the match was set up is Young, Dumb, and Broke came back in the middle part of it, just like a normal, and unguided selling, I think is what caught me. They really sold really well. Both these guys... I can't see them, though, as singles wrestlers. I think they are going to be a tag team together. They have really good chemistry together, and I can definitely see them in MLW and NWA. AEW may end up picking them up for Dark uh, or Elevation or something like that. I could definitely see them there. Um... As far as anyone else, I'm trying to think. Probably not yet. Um, the fourth match was J.J. Garrett 
and Marcus Mathers. This match started off with Marcus Mathers in control. Again, needs to put on weight, needs to get his body ready. There were times you could tell he was tired, the heat was affecting him. Um, But like I said, he controlled the first part of the match. But at one point, J.J. slammed him on the tarp that they had around the ring. It wasn't padding, it was actual tarp. And you could see he reacted to the heat when he landed on it. This match, I thought, was extremely sloppy. Um, It wasn't smooth, and it was obvious. They started off the first part of the match grappling. I... I love Josh Alexander and TJP grappling because they're so smooth. Their counters are unbelievable and they're all the time moving with JJ Garrett and Marcus Mathers. Yeah, they weren't. And that's what made it look sloppy. That's what made it not look smooth. They weren't always moving. They weren't always countering each other. And it just went on for way too long. J.J. Garrett is um, doing the Scott Steiner mullet. It's awful. <laughs> He's even wearing the singlet like Scott Steiner. It, to me, it's awful for him to even attempt to compare himself to Scott Steiner. He is nowhere even close to that caliber. And he ended up turning the tables basically at the last minute to win the match. So you were being led to think Marcus Mathers was the going to be going over, getting the push guy. But if I had already heard of J.J. Garrett, so kind of figured what what was going to happen. Like I said, just not a smooth match, just sloppy. Then you got uh, Gino Medina and uh, Canis Lupos. They did a Lucha Libre match. The problem with it was, as the match went on, and I'm talking like two minutes in the match, Gino Medina, which... He has been wrestling on MLW. He's been, um, I'm trying to think of the guy, uh, Loco something. Uh, he's been fighting him. These are both second generation um, Lucha Libre wrestlers. But about two minutes into the match, you could tell Gino Medina was not feeling good. He was getting overheated. You could see his body completely going red. He was huffing and puffing. He looked like he did not feel good. It wasn't but maybe a minute or two later, you saw him going white. And he was struggling to keep up hitting the ropes and even taking moves, doing moves. And... Eventually, he took a bump, and it was almost like he could not 
get up, and the ref actually stopped it. I think Gino Medina was probably going, should have, or was supposed to win that match, but didn't, and um, just really weird. He laid there, the referee got him to lay there, um, then they set him up, obviously gave him some water and everything, but he was kind of staggery. Uh, walking to the back, so the heat was really affecting people. The sixth match, I had heard of both of them. Um, Atticus Kogar and Trey Lamar. I was shocked with this match. I can't help it. Um, I had seen Trey Lamar on um, Impact Wrestling. With Blake Christian, Casey Navarro, um, Crazy Steve. It was a six-man match. I'm trying to think who else was in it. Ace Austin may have been in it. But he looked decent. So I expected a lot out of him out of this match. But I had heard very good things about Atticus Kagar. I don't know why I'm having problems with his name Atticus looked unreal he is definitely going to be one I'm going to be watching um, I think he is getting ready to turn it up a notch and I think a lot of the major promotions probably have their eye on him and are probably watching him this year um, he looked Unbelievable against Trey Lamar. Trey Lamar at points didn't even look like he belonged in the same ring. And like I said, I had seen him earlier in the year at Impact Wrestling. For Atticus to look that good against him, and it wasn't Trey Lamar putting him over. Atticus actually won the match. He did some selling. But, um,. I look for a major promotion to probably take a flyer on him. And by the end of 2021, you know, him be in New Japan Strong, him be MLW, you know, NWA, Impact, AEW, somebody to pay attention to this kid. He, he is someone that I'm definitely going to be looking out for. Then, with the seventh match, which I was totally shocked by, we got Jordan Oliver against Everett Connors. Everett Connors trained, or has been trained, by Michael Edlin. I had heard of him, heard the name. Jordan Oliver looked unreal. Cannot believe this wasn't the main event. However, Jimmy Lloyd was the main event, so the last match. So I understand that this is his thing, but couldn't believe that they didn't put Jordan Oliver further back on the card. Seventh match, um, he looked unreal. He has definitely worked extremely hard. He 
and Everett Connors had some pretty good chemistry. Connors looked good. Not as good as Jordan Oliver, but Jordan got to show a lot of moves, especially high-flying aerial maneuvers, maneuvers that he does not show on MLW because he's been taking on bigger wrestlers. Everett was more his size, so he showed out and looked really good doing it. Next match was Myron Reed versus Dante Leon. Guys, I'm shocked that I had not heard of Dante Leon. I was expecting Myron Reed to control this match from the get-go, to control the maneuvers in it, but the selling in it, to, um, you know, doing his standard stuff that I've seen him do in MLW. He is a member of Injustice with Jordan Oliver on MLW. For those of you who don't watch, you need to be watching it. It's a, right now, it is a free show on YouTube. They're getting ready to move. They announced yesterday they're going to be moving to Vice TV um, in May, I believe. So you need to catch it when you can. It's on Wednesday nights uh, on YouTube. But, man, I was shocked. Dante Leon came from Black and Brave Wrestling. His nickname is the end seeker he's got a different look he's got a different style of confidence he did a shooting star cutter unreal it was very unpredictable definitely wasn't expecting that uh myron reed held his own i know he's what 24 i think um but Dante just really looked more polished. And I am definitely going to be watching him. I think people need... I mean, I saw Ben Carter, or Benjamin Carter, um, who also came out of Black and Blave Wrestling Academy. Guys, if you don't know, that's Seth Rollins. Um... That's his wrestling wrestling academy in Iowa. Uh, I need to pay attention to the wrestlers way more. I was impressed with Ben Carter. And then this Dante Leon, he beat Myron Reed. And that was a shock to me. Uh, Myron Reed actually ended up taking off his tactical vest. I think he got too hot. Um, But like I said, Leon, with that shooting star cutter, He ended the match. It was a fabulous move. Definitely someone I want to watch. And then the ninth match. um, Daniel Garcia, who they were calling Red Death. And then Nolan Edwards, which I know him as Nolan, no flinch, Edward, uh, from Bloodsport. He actually was in... Bloodsport 5, and took on Calvin Tankman. And yes, you heard me right, Calvin Tankman, who is 355 pounds. Well, Nolan Edward is not anywhere close to that. He is 
might be 200 pounds, maybe. Um, he impressed me in Bloodsport, so I was shocked to see him taking on Daniel Garcia, both of them, put on a show. That actually was the main event. These two going after each other, uh, someone told me it was their first time ever being in a ring together. I find that hard to believe. The chemistry they had, how they worked together, they were very polished. They're raring to go. Um, but that was the true main event. They actually, together, put together a better match, looked both of them better than Myron Reed and Jordan Oliver, who, like I said, are on MLW. Definitely watching Daniel Garcia, but Nolan Edwards, like I said, been on my radar since Bloodsport 5, and ready to root for this kid already. I am. I'm ready to root for this kid already. As far as the last match, guys, it was Jimmy Lloyd versus Starboy Charlie. I'm just going to be honest with you. Totally got bored. I actually left early. Um, like I said, this show started 11 o'clock in the morning. Just, I had other things to do. It was hot. And I can't tell you who, who won this match. I, like I said, wasn't real excited about it. Um, especially after Daniel Garcia and Nolan Edward. Because they put on a banger of, of a show and a, of a match. And really got me pumped up after Jordan Oliver, after Myron Reed, after discovering, for me, Dante Leon. And then to see Garcia and Edward go at it. And then they gave me Jimmy Lloyd and Starboy Charlie, and I was just like, yeah, I'm out. So I can't even tell you who won that match. But that's kind of what my thoughts were. So I came away, I wrote down on a notepad that want to watch Unguided, Daniel Garcia, Nolan Edward, Dante Leon, uh, Akis Kogor, and Billy... Starks. And so wanted to look for them the rest of the week. Wanted to look for them streaming. Want to look to see if they get signed. So that's that's what I thought of that particular show. Going to try to, like I said, catch up and uh, the shows that I've streamed, watched, whatever. Um, kind of give you what's coming on the independent scene because the independent scene has started up and should go strong this summer. Like I said, Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series is starting June 5th. Um, they have moved Kylie Ray and Thunder Rosa to the August show. So hopefully by then, people will have been vaccinated and they'll be able to have a full crowd. But um, definitely looking forward to to seeing some of these younger wrestlers wrestle. So I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, told you how you guys can contact me. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Pro Overtime. That's two O's Pro Overtime. Uh, Instagram Pro Wrestling Overtime. Uh, Facebook. The page is Wrestling Overtime, and then the group 
just go to the search bar, all pro wrestling all the time. Click join, we'll get you in there. Um, oh, uh, email is pro wrestling ot at gmail.com. And I look forward to talking to you guys, especially on Twitter. I know a lot of you hit me up on Twitter and DM me and stuff. That's cool. I uh, will be talking to you guys soon, and I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.